Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to our latest podcast. Uh, I am joined today by Jamal Aziz, who is uh, the executive director of RSL. It has been uh, quite a long time coming. Uh, finally, we've uh, you know gotten him here uh, to discuss um, the concept of lawfare, and that's really what we're going to be looking at uh, throughout the day. What is lawfare? How has it been applied in our region? Uh, how does Pakistan fit into this this discussion? What are the issues of capacity uh, with regards to lawfare? and uh how can we you know play a role or or utilize it to the best benefit of our of our you know national interest so jamal um welcome um it's good to finally have you here uh, and for us to be doing this podcast itne arse se hamare ye plan tha ki hum ye podcast karenge but i think when we do this the first time it will become much easier to do this uh well, repeatedly it, well, it depends on how this podcast goes right <laughs> so uh yeah. <laughs> but i'm sure it's going to be it's going to be good so jamal we've especially in recent years we've uh, and especially the last year or so we've seen that lawfare as a concept has really gained a lot of popularity in pakistan in mm-hmm. you know foreign policy circles in in national security circles we're understanding it as you know a distinct concept mm-hmm. um which the state needs to build its capacity in or needs to engage in at least uh to better understand um or, or better pursue its its you know national security objectives or national interest in that regard so how do you frame lawfare or how do you look at lawfare how do you mm. define it perhaps mm. thank you avis bismillah rahman rahim it's always uh, it feels good to be uh, you know op- starting off with this new uh, medium for getting our ideas across humne ye realize kiya tha ki ye podcast ka jo plan bhi ye hai ki to make our material more accessible now lawfare is a classical example is something that we've been uh, reading and researching about for years now uh, seeing the practical application of how it's worked in pakistan against pakistan uh, seeing how the nation and the public policy setup has responded to this space and uh, what has become apparent is that no one knows all the answers Absolutely. No one knows all the answers. Everyone has specialty in different areas. Hamara zada international law pe hai. This has a political dimension to it, an economic dimension to it, geostrategic, and many other mediums. So the purpose of getting these, starting these podcasts, is to start bouncing ideas uh, off each other, uh, making this a more accessible medium to other people, and inviting their views and perspectives, so that you know ultimately we can. Um, address these issues more holistically and Absolutely. in a coming to your question lawfare uh, is something well first of all the history is that pakistan in the past two decades has faced a, a lot of visible setbacks on the international uh, arena a lot of that is traced down to legal frameworks and legal processes which through which we have been held to account so whether that has been counter terrorism do more unwilling unable um drone strikes <clears throat> human rights humanitarian law um to more evolving fields like counter terrorism financing anti money laundering climate change all of these issues uh, are becoming mechanisms through which we are being asked to conform to global standards and being asked and being held to account for why we have not done enough and interestingly the dimension has shifted from international mechanisms to going in deeply into your domestic systems and questioning the roles of your judges your police your prosecution uh, your policy responses generally 
yeah. do they? So it's come and it's something that Pakistan has faced a lot of stress on. Uh, it's, uh, but, in, and I hope this podcast will hopefully try to make this clear. We have to, it's a slippery slope because not everything is lawfare. Yeah. We can't make this into a very security I don't think we should make it into a security space. And there's a lot of other things to it as well, which we can take up during this Absolutely. podcast. No, I mean, this is a great point you, you raised. I, I think there's a tendency in Pakistan to really um, sensationalize this concept of lawfare. Yeah. You know? um, and even the term lawfare, I'm, I'm not very comfortable with, yeah. with lawfare itself because, again, it sensationalizes something which, frankly, that's what law is. Right? Law, if you look at the, the court system, it's an adversarial process. There is mm. a level of conflict that is involved inherently in the legal field. Absolutely. So saying that you're utilizing law for you know, conflict-related issues or for hurting the enemy or mm. defending yourself against the enemy, that's really not what it is. It's about looking at opportunities in international yeah. law and using them to your uh, advantage. Now, can they be used towards, say, a hostile country? Yes, if you have the capacity in international law mm. and you see an opportunity, then you can. Um, yeah. But I don't think, uh, so, so I think maybe the term lawfare itself needs a slightly, um, how should we say, it, uh, a softer uh, look at it. Yeah. Right? Um, like that. So, and, and what I've always thought is probably one of the better definitions, um, and, and you get it from the Clausewitzian uh, statement that war is continuation of politics by, you know, other means. Uh, and th that's what I think lawfare is as well. Lawfare is the continuation of politics by other means. Hmm. Um, and, and that's something that we can, uh, you know, discuss further uh, in this. But Jamal, uh, looking at our region, and we've seen, you know, the operation of whatever we call lawfare, but we've seen the operation utilized by, you know, hostile countries hmm. within this. You want to give a, a bit of a history on uh, on that as well? Absolutely, I would love to. This is something which I've been discussing uh, we were testing out this hypothesis uh, at different forums. So this is, a, as you, you've been working with me on this, uh, we've forums pe, senior forums theories uh, test out kiya. And I was, initially I was uh, hesitant because I thought that uh, we would get a pushback and be told that the reality is something very different. But uh, significantly, uh, people are overwhelmingly endorsed our position. So that was, uh, you know, scary as well as heartening to know that the research that we are doing here is actually applicable to policy. But broadly, issue is, you know, examples if we are seeing, if, if we are defining lawfare that it is, it, it is a tool, it's weaponizing or using the law or legal frameworks in a way to develop strategic pressure points on a country. Yeah. If we take, and it's based on what your definition is as well. So, I think the Indians have mm -hmm. used it very effectively in uh, developing this narrative on Pakistan that it is a state sponsor of terrorism. Mm -hmm. Now, example that is that did not happen overnight. The Indians did not just construct a narrative that the world began to buy. But rather, they saw the shifting sands in international law. They saw that how towards after the rise of Al-Qaeda and after the rise of international terrorism uh, with the U.S. embassy bombings in Africa followed by 9-11, international law made a sea shift happen. Yeah. A sea change uh, uh, took place, a paradigm shift took place. And that's why 
areas of law such as self determination came down in importance yeah and that was replaced more on an emphasis on terrorism on security councils resolutions and frameworks which made prioritizing counter terrorism as a supreme thing over freedom struggles over self determination movements over in cheezon ke sath UN's SC resolutions 1267 1373 which were you know we know now that they were paradigm shifts in international yeah. law but i i feel that the indians understood its complexity and its uh, in its use much earlier than we did so we saw that after the parliament attack on indian parliament 2001 mein unhone mobilization ki army came eyeball to eyeball and they had to pull down eventually mm-hmm. but with that i think the lessons that they learned was that they realized the need to create public villains so they utilized all the mechanisms available to them at the un security council and at also in the domestic laws of friendly states or powerful states in order to highlight hafiz saeed maulana masood azhar lakhvi jaish e mohammed lashkar e taiba unko unhone specifically target kiya now this what i feel is lawfare mm-hmm. you unhone mechanisms identify kiye there was space there was a listing mechanism फाइल्स नाउ files go domestic laws of uk france european union us they utilize those laws to get them also designated as domestic terrorists under those laws so jamal just to help the viewers understand what is the timeline we're looking like you know india was persistent in doing this but how long did it take it for, for that's a very good question so 2001 se inhone ye effort shuru ki and it took until mumbai 7 years later okay for it to take hold but they had already started the process narrative shuru ho gaya tha har jagah pe steps bhi hote the but that's why it became so easy after mumbai we saw this avalanche of yeah. uh, policy actions against hafiz saeed and all jud and all these things because the f- homework had been done they had been plugging away at it and they had co- identified the correct legal mechanisms मैकेनिज्म्स एंड उसकी वजह से जब एक बार ये लोग टेररिस्ट लिस्ट पे आ गए दैट इज व्हेन द रियल लॉ फेयर बिगेन बिकॉज देन पाकिस्तान एनीवे वाज अ कंट्री व्हिच हैड मेनी पीपल ऑन द 1267 लिस्ट बिकॉज़ ऑफ द वॉर ऑन टेरर जनरली एज़ वेल एवरी पर्सन दैट वी डिड नॉट टेक एक्शन अगेंस्ट बिकॉज़ इफ यू आर ऑन दैट लिस्ट यू हैव टू डिनाई देम यू नो स्टेट्स आर ऑब्लिगेटेड टू डिनाई स्टेट्स आर ऑब्लिगेटेड टू स्टॉप देयर फंडिंग टू यू नो स्टॉप देयर यू नो मल्टीपल थिंग्स आर्म्स एंड बागोस ट्रेवल बैंड वगैरह वो चीज़ें हमें समझ इतनी नहीं आती थी यहाँ पर ये इशू हाई कोर्ट्स में डिस्कस होता था हाई कोर्ट्स में दीज ऑर्गेनाइजेशन वुड अप्लाईन से कि हमारी फंडामेंटल राइट्स की वायलेशन हो रही सुप्रीम कोर्ट्स और हाई कोर्ट्स को अहमियत का इतना पता नहीं था दे सेट वाई इज़ द सिक्योरिटी काउंसिल फ्रेमवर्क डिपेंडेंट हैज़ एन इम्पैक्ट ऑन वॉट वी डिसाइड You yeah see? like i mean if a person hasn't committed a crime within your domestic state the exactly. on what basis pe 
اس کے خلاف ایکشن لے رہے ہیں وہ بھی سو سو اس چیز کو ہم نے سمجھا نہیں جو ہمارے ریئیکشنس تھے وہ پریشر بیسڈ ہوتے تھے اس کی وجہ سے ممبئی ٹرائلز میں بھی اور آل دیز مختلف انویسٹیگیشنس میں بھی دیر واز اے لاٹ آف میس اپ اے لاٹ آف ایشوز کیم فرام دی انڈین سائڈ بٹ اے لاٹ آف اٹ وی آلسو ور رسپونڈنگ آن اے ٹیکٹیکل لیول اسٹریٹیجکلی ہمیں سمجھ نہیں آ رہی تھی کہ ہم نے کس طرح اس چیزوں کو کرنا ہے اینڈ دیٹ اسٹارٹیڈ بلڈنگ اپ ناؤ دیٹ آئی وونٹ گوئنگ ٹو دا لانگ ہسٹری بٹ دیٹ از بین دا بیسز اینڈ آر سیورل مس اسٹیپس inability to understand the complexity of this framework made it easier for Pakistan to then go on the gray list of factors. Okay. Uh, to, uh, you know, because you mm-hmm. had sustained examples thi, mm-hmm. that you had prescribed organizations against action, you didn't have any action, you didn't have any action, how were they not denied access to funding, mm-hmm. and so many other things. But John, before we go to FATF, and that's a really good point you raise, um, I want to discuss, you know, one of the byproducts of India target, you know, what you just mentioned, India targeting particular entities, individuals as those villains. Um, and that was the byproduct was that they undermined the Kashmiri freedom struggle. Yes. Because that was the overall strategic objective. Strategic objective, right? Is to label Kashmiri freedom fighters as terrorists. Yeah. And they did that through multiple legal means. Yeah. And it wasn't just a political decision. It was through domestic legislation. Yes. So anyone who's uh, taking up arms against, uh, you know, Indian forces in, in mm. Kashmir is a terrorist, right? Porta and, and uh, Tada and all of these things and yeah. AFSPA, all these laws that applied uh, over there. And then you had the international realm, yeah. right? So you supported it through domestic legislation. And then you ultimately, uh, your goal was to get the rest of the world to also recognize this. And Absolutely. to a large extent, they've been successful. Right? Absolutely. And, and you saw uh, from Mumbai to Pathan Court and Pulwama and Uri, all of these cases were complex cross-border terrorism investigations yeah. requiring a lot of, in any country, even if it was the two brotherly countries operating, a cross-border terrorism criminal case mm-hmm. has a lot of complexities. You know, yeah, you need absolutely. mutual legal assistance. You need to be coordinated on both sides. The investigation is in one country. The prosecution is in another country. Different set of, you know, uh, witnesses. And it's a, it's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that case, maybe we saw that the Indians were increasingly sophisticated in their approaches. Just the letter rogatories that came to Pakistan between 2008 to 2015-16 yeah. uh, were very com- complex. increasingly re- making reference to 1373 resolutions un security council obligations were dossiers were indians prepare karke it, it used to go through all the formalities a judge in new delhi would have signed the permissions applications would have been made for warrants the right correct procedure for mutual legal assistance was largely followed okay yahan pe hamari itni capacity nahi thi wo mechanisms nahi the to be able to understand and process these request and what those implications were mm-hmm. so multiple idare were during uski wajah se it also leads to your responses being fractured yeah uh, and ultimately uh, the the country loses out abhi we can come to that later because of fatf the silver lining is ke hamari kafi ye mechanisms or procedures for interagency coordination are ye improve ho gaye so let's see how things work but the indians took advantage of it at that point because wo documents bechte the اس میں گلیئرنگ لکوناز ہوتی تھی وچ ایف وی ہیڈ پراپر سیٹ اپس ہیئر ووڈ بی ایبل ٹو کوکلی آئیڈینٹیفائی اینڈ ڈسپیل یہ جو آپ نے انفارمیشن دی ہے یہ تو ایڈمسیبل ہی نہیں ہے پاکستان انڈیا کا ایک ہی پروسیجرل کوڈ ہے ایک ہی قانون شہادت ہے دے نیو دیٹ الاٹ آف دا ڈاکیومنٹس وچ ویئر پرووائڈنگ ور ناٹ ایکشنیبل فوٹو کاپیاں بٹ وہ اپنا ڈوزیئر بنا لیتے تھے 
उसकी पैकेजिंग अच्छी हो जाती थी यहाँ पे आ जाता था मार्केटिंग होता थी पी फाइव कंट्रीज को चले जाता था हमने दे दिया पाकिस्तान इज नॉट रिस्पॉन्डिंग is not just a utilization of international legal mechanisms but also very much a domestic legal mechanisms were being utilized to target another country yes right yes and and i think that's some one of the biggest realizations that we need to understand is that when you're talking about lawfare you're talking about a whole of government response at times yeah. right where different entities within the state would respond to different aspects of you know an onslaught or a hostile uh, maneuver against uh, your state Yeah. Right. So, so the Ministry of Interior may have a particular role to play, and and um, uh, you know the, the judiciary may have a, an important role to play, or the Prime Minister's office may have a role to play, and all of that goes hand in hand. Yeah. Right. It's not just your diplomatic um, individuals who, who are involved there. Absolutely. And and you can see that to an extent. I mean, I don't know whether that's a discussion for later day or not. But how uh, the Indians have been arguing that we are a state sponsor of terrorism, mm-hmm. and their narrative, you know. ऑब्वियसली कन्वेंशनल थिंकिंग पाकिस्तान में ये होता है कि द इंडियन नेरेटिव इज प्रिवेलिंग बिकॉज देर अ बिगर कंट्री दे हैव पोलिटिकल क्लाउड देर इन द वेस्टर्न कैम्प दैट्स फाइन वी नॉट गोइंग टू चैलेंज दैट वी नॉट गोइंग टू डिस्प्यूट दैट बट हैविंग सेट दैट एज लॉयर्स दे हैव बीन एबल टू बी मोर स्ट्रक्चर्ड एंड फोकस्ड इन देयर आर्ग्यूमेंट्स इन इन देयर अप्रोचेज हम जब कहते हैं कि इंडिया ने भी हमारे मुल्क में टेरिज़म कर रही हैं डिस्टेबलाइज कर रहे हैं वगैरह आर रिस्पॉन्स आर ऑल्सो they don't have that legal finesse mm-hmm. they don't have that broad picture thinking or you know sometimes the the things that you are saying are crossing each other out yeah, yeah. so uh, so whether those steps like it, uh, you know rather than issuing political statements or public documents have we followed the legal processes mm-hmm. that back up our claims yeah yeah that is something which is very complicated no absolutely and and taking this point i think what you're essentially touching upon is the lack of capacity yeah. right and you know the the work that we've been doing has been looking at uh, the different levels of capacity that a state can have right mm. so the first capacity level the most basic one is being able to recognize that this is a threat yeah right and at times we didn't even have that yes where it was too late it was until the threat had metastasized and become mm. something uh, really dangerous for us that we really realized okay now we have to take action yeah. so uh, one having this ability to scan and see where threats may come from um and, and understanding that and then i think a second level of um uh, you know capacity uh, a higher degree of capacity more advanced stage is where you're able to predict that you know um st- essentially issues or, or or dynamics in world politics are moving towards this particular thing mm. where the, your nation may face uh, a potential threat yes and being able to plan accordingly in time to be able to thwart that for example and we're just going to move on to fatf now as well you know anyone who had any real understanding of fatf could have predicted that pakistan is deficient before 2018's gray listing hmm. right we knew that there are problems coming about that are um, you know threat levels are, are a lot higher uh, than than other countries and we could have predicted this um but we didn't utilize or we didn't have the capacity at that point to mm. to really make use of that and that i think is something that um you know is a clear example of where a state needs to have capacity otherwise it will fall foul of you know international rules or international yeah. uh, mechanisms there um so let's let's now you know get to fatf and discuss that in a little bit can i talk about capacity though yeah, sure, sure. yeah. capacity ka to i agree with you completely ye hamara favorite example hai kitne forums mein hum ye kehte hain ki pakistan mein hamari international law ko jo approach hai 
دیٹ از ویری سملر ٹو اے ڈومیسٹک عدالت کہ ایک دم کوئی انسیڈنٹ ہیز بلون اپ انڈیا ہیز ایبروگیٹیڈ آرٹیکل تھری سیونٹی پاکستان گرے لسٹ پہ آ گیا ہے سم میجر تھنگ ایز ہیپنڈ اس کے بعد سیکنگ این امیڈیٹ ریلیف ٹو دیٹ اسپیسیفک ایشو اینڈ ہوپنگ کہ ایک ہائی کورٹ کی طرح آپ صبح ریٹ پٹیشن فائل کریں گے اور آپ کو اسٹے مل جائے گا یا کوئی ریلیف مل جائے گی یا سم تھنگ اور دی ادر یو کین گیٹ سیکنڈ چانس مل جائے گا اینڈ انٹرنیشنل آرگنائزیشن میں تھنگز ہیپن انکریمنٹلی یو آر یو آر سپوز ٹو بی ایبل ٹو مطلب اگر آپ کے خلاف اف سرٹن کنٹریز آر ہم نے یہ دیکھا ہے ان ریسنٹ دا ورینگ تھنگ از کہ پاکستان کے خلاف تو یو کین سی کہ فیصلے ہوئے ہیں بیکاز آف آر چینجنگ جیو پالیٹکس وغیرہ بٹ ا لاٹ آف دا ٹائمس وی سی کے ڈیسیجنس میں ایک سرٹن اماؤنٹ آف اریٹیشن ہوتی ہے دیر از اے سرٹن اریٹیشن اور اے فرسٹریشن ان دا کامنٹس وین ایڈریسنگ پاکستان وچ از ویری بیڈ بیکاز یو شوڈ ناٹ انٹرنیشنل اینٹیٹی شوڈ ناٹ بی فرسٹریٹیڈ کہ ایک ملک جواب نہیں دے رہا یا کمپلائی سے نہیں کر رہا اور دا رسپانسز آر سب اسٹینڈرڈ اور واٹ یو آر آرگوئنگ آلسو فالز آن ڈیفیئرس مطلب کشمیر کے بارے میں اگین بفور آئی گونٹ ٹو فیٹ ایف آپ کشمیر کا صرف دیکھ لیں یو کین کال اٹ اے لا فیئر موو بائی انڈیا بیکاز انہوں نے لیگلی یہ ساری چیزیں کی ہیں آئی ڈونٹ نو ویدر اٹس انٹائرلی لا فیئر اور ناٹ بٹ دا فیکٹ از دیٹ دا انڈینز ور سنگ دا بی جی پی کے مینیفیسٹو میں تو ایٹی سے ہے کہ ایبریگیٹ کریں گے ٹو تھاؤزنڈ سکسٹین میں تو وہ بالکل ہی اس پوائنٹ پہ آئے تھے کہ دے گون ٹو کر کی رہیں گے یہ وی ڈیڈ ناٹ فار سی ایٹ اٹ ٹو کا سو لانگ ٹو انڈرسٹینڈ واٹ از ہیپنڈ شروع میں تو اف یو ریمبر پہلے دو مہینے تو سمجھ ہی نہیں آ رہی تھی کہ کوئی کہہ رہا تھا نہیں تھری سیونٹی ایبروگیٹ نہیں ہوا اس کا یہ مطلب ہے اس کا یہ مطلب ہے اینڈ واٹ از اٹ مین اینڈ بٹ آل آف دیز تھنگ سیم ٹو ہیو بین کیئرفلی پلانڈ آؤٹ یو نو کہ ڈومسائل لاس بدلیں گے چیز دیر واز اے کائنڈ آف اے فیزڈ پلان اینڈ I wouldn't say predicted this, but I yeah. knew that this was an option, right? Yeah. And we had something in the pipeline. Yes. That's why we were able to to have a paper on this. Yeah. You know, um, literally, uh, I think it was 5th August, within 10 days, yeah. we had a paper which was outlining the international law steps on that. But Avest, you would know this, uh, you, we always discuss this, yeah, the questions that are asked in yeah. our domestic policy space. I'm not saying the asked of us, but the question that we are hearing being asked. Or the, but it's basic. What does it mean? What By now, Kashmir and these issues, these are our existential issues, core identity issues. In this case, there should have been legal clarity on the different options. I mean, just you can see that we should integrate Apart from the fact that Taj Aziz Committee report has discussed it in detail, but there is still confusion in the legal circles. Yeah. Whether this is possible, what implications will how will it work? So, and you're seeing that spill over in different dimensions. No, I think that speaks to two things which all relate to capacity. One is your lack of ability to archive. You know, yeah. institutional memory is not your And then utilizing that for contemporary problems. Hmm. Right? So, A, we don't have a good understanding of the past. And mm-hmm. secondly, uh, whatever limited understanding we do, we're not able to leverage it for present-day problems. Yes. And, yes. and I think that all goes and talks, uh, you know, speaks to this uh, capacity issue. Yeah. Which is very much the case. Um, Mr. Aziz, if you are now, uh, if you allow me, <laughs> can we talk about FATF? <laughs> of course. Okay. 
so a lot of people are saying that fatf is a entirely political animal and mm. that you know this is politics by hostile states against pakistan mm. what are your views do you think that it is a law you know purely lawfare move is it just a political maneuver against pakistan a political mm. decision or is this something you know actually to it actually to our grey list hmm so uh, that's something very interesting humne ek aur podcast pe bhi we discuss some aspects of this uh, tangentially with noor fatima mera personal view ye hai i i won't comment on whether it has been used against pakistan we can only infer that mm-hmm. but mere usme ye understanding hoti hai ki international law ke jo issues hain in this globalized world it's now demanding real cooperation very fast yeah. it's just an so वर्ल्ड वॉर टू के बाद दुनिया वॉज इन अ डिफरेंट शेप एंड टू थाउजेंड ट्वेंटी वन में द वर्ल्ड इज इन अ डिफरेंट शेप पोस्ट वर्ल्ड वॉर टू दर वॉज अ नीड फॉर यूनिटी एंड इंटरनेशनल आइडेंटिटी एंड यूनाइटेड नेशन इसलिए बना उसके एवरी थिंग वॉज बाई कंसेंस मतलब बट एक डिफरेंट दुनिया थी उसके डिफरेंट परस्पेक्टिव थे डिफरेंट नाउ यूव सीन चैलेंजेस विच यू नो कंट्रीज हैलरेडी बीन इंटीग्रेटेड European Union type okay technical standards across the world it's become very easy for systems to be harmonized yeah right now uske liye you now need technical cooperation and you need to do it fast mm-hmm. so f- because anti money laundering and terrorism financing is something in which the money always moves faster than those chasing it yeah okay and it's always been an issue it's only recently that i i feel that international community be excited hai इस पॉसिबिलिटी से कि आप एक एक्सपेरिमेंटलिस्ट फ्रेमवर्क होता है कि आप बेसिकली यू से दैट हाउ आर वी गोइंग टू स्टॉप दिस इशू सो फंड्स आर मूविंग फ्रॉम इलिसिट सोर्सेज एंड इन ऑर्डर टू डू दैट एवरी कंट्री हैज डिफरेंट लॉज एवरी कंट्रीज हैव डिफरेंट सिस्टम्स सो लेट्स मेक द बेसिक कॉमन डिनोमिनेटर कर लेते हैं कि लेट्स मेक श्योर दैट एवरी कंट्री हैज दीज 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 स्टैंडर्ड्स इन प्लेस दे शुड हैव लॉज अगेंस्ट terrorism financing they should have bodies to enforce it there should be objective criteria to judge whether those departments are moving efficiently using a risk based approach xyz okay now ye unhone standards bana diye abhi ye pakistan ko abhi wo ye nahi keh rahe ki aap ye kanoon banaye aap ye kare aap isko but they are checking whether your systems are there or not usme now this is a very technical field is cheez mein aapne isme for a country to implement it it has to have a very sound federal structure it needs to have implementing bodies it needs to have good processes pehle se mm-hmm. it needs to have strong institutions wo to hame pata tha ki pakistan mein kitne arse se generally things have been going on autopilot for It's a long not time. degrading degrading exactly uh, you know degradation in the the quality of services or in the capacity of uh, yeah. uh, government servants or, or or people involved in this field exactly so usme phir abhi now fatf ki to is assuming this is a framework evolving now if you were a hostile country mm-hmm. aap usko zari baat hai if it if it suits your narrative why won't you take advantage of that Absolutely. so india had already by since 2001 begun to understand the security council framework they had begun to understand domestic laws they had begun to understand the that terrorism financing and money laundering is a you know grave kind of offenses so they used one narrative and then they used all of that homework to further create a stronger case against you in fact so Absolutely. i i think it's fair game i mean that it was uh, something that it was uh, deficiencies to thi so so if i'm understanding you correctly what you're essentially saying is 
that yes, there are elements of politics involved, that yes. there could be hostile intent behind this, it's not cool. But the fact that the FATF rules and regulations were built for everyone, exactly. we were failing on that account. And yeah. that's why we they saw the chink in our armor and they used it to yeah. their advantage. Absolutely. So you can't say that FATF was made with the purpose of maligning countries. Or maligning Pakistan, maligning which Pakistan. a lot of people Absolutely think. not. I mean, I, I think in, if, if anything, it is a... Matab, it has been difficult for Pakistan, no doubt, but from an international law academic point of view, yeah. a task force based approach to complying with international obligations is much more um, efficient and interesting compared to the regular treaty frameworks. Or ye cheez agar hum FATF se hat ke hamne last podcast with this loot kiya tha, but climate change mein jab ye hoga. Mm-hmm. Climate change mein we seeing that countries have an economic interest which is clashing. Yeah. with compliance yeah absolutely so wo har conference of parties mein ye cheez discuss ho rahi hai but already frameworks ban gaye hain aur ye jo cop 26 abhi aane wala hai iske andar there is going to be discussions on how to implement the enhanced transparency framework but jamal we have a billion tree tsunami man <laughs> is is that not enough to get uh, no. planting trees is not going to be enough wo aur ye fatf approach hoga fatf wo standards banayenge you need to have certain emission reductions, you need to have these targets. These yeah. broad targets are 5-6. Every country will be required to do these level of uh, actions. Uske liye wo task forces or whatever the mechanism is. I'm and not it'll, with time become increasingly coercive. Exactly. Right? And is, as the urgency of the threat increases, right? So as climate change becomes more and more of a Exactly. exactly. So then, aapko basically, jab climate change mein to har cheez hogi from factories to industries to uh, your tsunami agriculture to matab, the whole Car of emissions. your economy is going to be affected. So, will you then, hum abhi, for example, going back to the fact of thing, fact of ka pressure aagya hai, so uski wajah se humne dhada dhada kanun saazi kar liya, dhada dhada wo, just complying with fact of. <laughs> because apne standards uske but hum pe koi, no one is doing an alternative voice kya jo hum compliance kar rahe is this good for the economy is it good for ease of business is it good for so if we have to send we know ke humne wo payment uh, RSI ne ek, uh, we have to refund one of our uh, clients money at and, the end of a project. At the end of a project. Not that we did anything wrong. <laughs> at the end of a project, <laughs> normal hora tha, abhi wo payment state bank mein phasi thi. Yeah. Aap se wo normal... Because they're saying it's an NGO to NGO transfer. NGO to paperwork yeah. hamara sara hai, we're running around with all our contacts, with all our know-how, with everything and legal. It's a small amount. Small, so, dollar hai, I think. Yeah. You know, phas gai hai. So, ye to aapne ulta zyada hawala hundi ki le chance bada di hai. Exactly. Ke you are forcing people because people have to get things done. Hum to chale client ko bata denge, not possible, kuch aur solution nikaal hai. Mm-hmm. You know, but people have want to say, have to send money across. To uske liye, yeah, families there. Families they have, hai. you know, reasons for that. Running businesses, they can't just stop because of... So, that, that is, that goes back to our ability to have, we, we have to be able, if you have to be compliant with this, you know, if you want to be, protect yourself against lawfare, you not only have to have strong systems, mm-hmm. but you have to have capacity to keep reviewing those systems. Okay. You know, okay. So climate change pe jab kya aega, jab pressure aega, to kya hum apne hundred laws bana lenge, aur choke down kar denge, aur economy bad jayegi. Hmm. How will it work? And, and I think one thing that I wanted to mention here was that, you know, complying with international systems is far cheaper and far better than having to then resolve 
once you're stuck. Yes. So, for example, this fact of gray listing. I mean, you know, I think it's a U.S. based think tank that is um, estimated that, or, or you know, uh, a think tank that's estimated that Pakistan has lost about thirty-eight billion dollars. Wow. Right. Now, I know there's been a lot of good. We've, we've fixed a lot of things in Pakistan because of this two-year process, and it needed to happen. But thirty-eight billion dollars is not a small, uh, is not a paltry sum. It's right? almost the CPEC amount. Exactly, and and if. We we don't start predicting and understanding international mechanisms where they're going. Where are we deficient already? There's going to be far greater uh, issues that affect us, and it'll be far more costly to fix them in the future. So yeah. you know, a stitch in time saves nine. That is the 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 approach we need to take w- with a lot of this. Absolutely. Of uh, and and the ability. Matab, why is it that uh, that regulation, jo hai, global regulation, it's become an art, mm-hmm. a specialized niche field, ban gaya. इसलिए हम जब आर एस आई में देखते हैं वेदर इट इज़ थिंग्स लाइक बिजनेस एंड ह्यूमन राइट्स और हेल्थ सिक्योरिटी और ह्यूमन राइट्स जनरली और ए एम एल सी एफ टी क्लाइमेट चेंज वाई इज़ इट दैट वेर एबल टू अंडरस्टैंड दीज डिफरेंट कम्प्लीटली डिफरेंट फील्ड्स एंड बी एबल टू अंडरस्टैंड वॉट इज़ बींग सेट बिकॉज इट इज़ बेस्ड ऑन अ टेक्निकल गवर्नेंस टेम्पलेट एक सर्टन तरीका है स्टैंडर्ड्स होते हैं उसके इम्प्लीमेंट करने के लिए यूनिट टू हैव मेक हम पाकिस्तान में डोमेस्टिक क्लैरिटी नहीं आ रही चीज़ों पे जो इदारे हैं देर स्टक इन द एटीनथ अमेंडमेंट इशू ये हम कर सकते हैं कि हम कर नहीं सकते हु इज़ गोइंग टू बी रिस्पॉन्सिबल पैसे कहाँ से आएंगे सो अ लॉट ऑफ द इशूज़ दैट वी आर फेसिंग और यही आप देखें कि एटीनथ अमेंडमेंट के बाद भी ये काफ़ी इशूज़ आए हैं इट्स अ पार्ट ऑफ अस्ट society which is evolving mm. but our decision making has become confused we don't really know who's responsible for what and that can only happen when wo jo hum keh rahe the reaction mode mein hum jate hain reaction mode works because it kick starts the machinery committees high level ban jati hain enforcement hoti hai so it jump starts the mechanism yeah but when you're constantly running on adrenaline you're not making the best decisions exactly right? and, and you're just doing patchwork you're just adding patches on the system at different levels and essentially you know that's not really the function of a state the function of a state is not to appease a foreign audience yes the function of a state is to take action to uh, you know keep your keep your citizens um as the top priority yes and keep keep your people there when you're so compelled to meet foreign uh, i won't say foreign but but meet international requirements yeah they become a lesser priority and so we see you know with the this uh, plethora of legislation that has been passed uh, with regards to fatic compliance there are things that should have had a lot more debate in parliament that yeah. really should have been analyzed in a, in a much better way yeah but they haven't turned out that way and and that's something that in you know longer term we'll see in the courts and we'll see elsewhere being analyzed in, in i i would add to that by also saying that we should also the in, increased capacity is not just to be able to safeguard yourself domestically but internationally when these frameworks are evolving for example climate change wala ya health security wala to abhi bane nahi hai वो तो हम प्रिडिक्ट कर रहे हैं कि दो तीन सालों में बनेंगे सो वट इज़ आर कॉन्ट्रीब्यूशन इंटरनेशनली हाउ डू वी इंश्योर दैट दीज फ्रेमवर्क आर ऑल्सो प्रोटेक्ट द राइट्स ऑफ डिवेलपिंग कंट्रीज प्रोटेक्ट द राइट्स ऑफ वनरेबल कंट्रीज सो दैट इज नॉट वन साइडेड एंड दैट इंटरनेशनल प्रोसेस शुड ऑल्सो भी रिव्यूड आई मीन फैटेफ में अगर आप आई थिंक पाकिस्तान आफ्टर गिविंग ऑल ऑफ इट्स एक्सपीरियंसेज शुड बी एबल टू पुश बैक एंड से दैट फाइन दिस वॉज डन बट in the future it's not the best way to go about it do saalon mein do mahino mein ya teen mahino mein jab aap drastic change kar rahe hain so actually it will result in it's very dangerous it's very dangerous i mean they're essentially asking for convictions within 3 months right yes 
And that is exceptionally dangerous yeah. because that doesn't mean you're getting safe convictions. Exactly. That means you're getting panicked convictions. Exactly. Um, where state entities, the judiciary, these are under immense pressure yeah. uh, to, to, to act. And that is not safe. That is not within the rule of law uh, discussion. I think there needs to be a, a very uh, thorough review of, of this particular yeah. requirement. So, Jamal, uh, I think we've had a great debate on this. But, but one thing that we haven't touched upon is... Um, how do you counter lawfare mm. if, uh, you know, we've discussed in quite some detail how particular moves have been done by India or by, by other states um, targeting Pakistan. Um, there have been, you know, uh, failures on our own front, but how do you counter lawfare? And in, in what um, situations would you have to counter lawfare? So I think work has already begun on the counter side. My counter side is that, again, because Pakistan may security issues are always given a priority yeah. like we realize that kuch visible setbacks in recent years so relevant state apart you know institutions different institutions have uh, from what I hear they are setting up uh, departments or entities or hiring people who have expertise in legal slash lawfare issues mm-hmm. so ek step ye hai ke eventually but hame pata hai uh, in our view our view point is that lawfare ka chale ek loves hai it's it's caught on and it has value to the extent that people have become awake to the threat so it serves its utility in order to tell people ki international legal regimes ke sath compliance aur us cheez mein expertise develop karna is a national security priority because if you don't have that you're going to be exposed yeah but going forward i think we should not in, encapsulate the whole debate in a very security paradigm ki hum ye karenge taaki phir hum bhi wapas ye karenge type of i think the, the the answer lies in developing and what rsi has always been standing for is कि आप अपनी इंटरनेशनल लॉ में और ये स्पेशलाइज्ड नीच एरियाज में एक्सपर्ट कैपेसिटी डेवलप करें ऑन एन इंस्टीट्यूशनल लेवल दैट विल हेल्प योर लॉफेयर प्रॉब्लम्स बिकॉज वेन इट विल लाइक यू सेड इट विल हेल्प डेवलप योर एबिलिटी टू स्कैन द होराइजन एंड फॉर सी थ्रेट्स बिफोर दे बिकम रियलिटी टू चेंज द नेरेटिव बाई गिविंग बेटर स्कॉलरशिप बाई गिविंग बेटर आर्ग्यूमेंट्स to contribute in the development of those international regimes as well and to review them as well or domestic processes could be as well so hamara to ye approach rsil mein that we are thinking that is cheezon mein this needs to be something which is inculcated at the university level okay so not a lawfare degree but a national security law and policy absolutely national security law and policy is something which needs to be studied better needs to be the case studies have to be updated hamari curriculums bhi outdated ho chuke hain hamari thought bhi thodi si stagnate ho chuki hai and i think there's a real failure to realize the complexity with which the world is yeah. operating now yeah. especially after 9/11 especially yeah. after wo, the international realm is uh, abhi covid ke baad kitni changes aayengi to be beginning se navigating that now requires a lot of work i mean just see the the the, the tech battle that is uh, heating up between china and the us chip technology chip technology yeah if that ca- causes a hard divide mm-hmm. between the instruments that you can use or your defense contracts or whatever you can do that is can be, create a major i be even thinking along those lines okay, what can those challenges potentially be yeah. which things are going to get affected 
پھر اسٹریٹیجک لٹیگیشن از آلسو اے چیلنج مطلب سی پیک جو ہے سی پیک کین بی ایزیلی سیبوٹاجڈ بائی اے کپل آف کیسز رٹ پٹیشنس فائلڈ strategically at different forums no, you know that's that's very true state and orders are domestically domestically yeah so you never even know because aapke jo courts hain pakistan mein you can get a stay order or you can for no reason whatsoever mm-hmm. and then it drags on and it gets things gets reduced you can stop payments you can remove um, you know uh, individuals at high performing individuals of public sector entities you can those are matlab that's very overt lawfare wali baat hai بٹ دیٹ از آلسو اے چیلنج دیٹ وی کین لوگ پھر اور چیزیں آپ دیکھ رہے ہیں کہ نہیں مطلب ہاسٹائل کنٹریز آپ کی جو وار گیمنگ ہوتی ہے ہم دس کانسیپٹ ٹاک اباؤٹ از لیگل وار گیمنگ ٹمارو انڈیا ایبروگیٹس دی انڈس واٹر ٹی ٹی آئی مین دے کانٹ ڈو دیٹ انڈر دا ٹرمز آف دا ٹی ٹی بٹ دے فائنڈ اے وے ٹو دے فائنڈ اے وے ٹو میک دا ٹی ٹی ڈس فنکشنل وچ دیر آلریڈی ڈوئنگ بائی ناٹ انگیجنگ ود اٹ Indus Water Commissioner is going to meet in Delhi. Okay, that's, so that's good. That's, that's good. That's but, good. But you're right. I mean, we should be prepared for these things. We these should be. These are eventualities that may definitely, you know, there's a possibility that they will arise. So if there is a war situation, in emergency, what are the contracts that you're going to do with friendly countries for, you know, supply of equipment, oil, etc. لافیئر کی ایک وہ ڈائمینشن ہے پراپر کلاسیکل لافیئر کہ آپ کے اوپر ایک حملہ ہو رہا ہے اور اس کو آپ نے اوورٹ کرنا ہے بٹ اے لاٹ آف اٹ از دین ناٹ جسٹ اوورٹ اور کوورٹ میجرس بٹ جنرلی وی نیڈ ٹو بلڈ آر کیپیسٹی بی ایبل ٹو یو نو اسکین دا ہورائزن اینڈ فار سی تھریٹس اینڈ بی ایبل ٹو بیٹر ہیو بیٹر پالیسیز اینڈ ریسپانس ٹو اٹ دین یو وانٹ نیڈ ٹو یوز دس ورلڈ لافیئر quite a bit and yeah. and I think things have gotten a lot more complex than they used to be um, I remember whenever one of us used to leave the office early we used to say call me if there's an international law emergency <laughs> right and that at that time seemed like a joke but I think more and more you are seeing that there are uh, you know high adrenaline moments when it comes to international law and its application in Pakistan and that's what's exciting for the university students I mean if there uh, any uh, university students listen to this podcast there is such a bright and exciting career available to you if you start looking into these areas yeah uh, rsil is going to be for its part going to be trying to develop capacity into these areas as well to kind of highlight and again our focus is not going to be in the offensive strategic realm ki kis tarah aapko is cheezon ko jawab but on uh, i think the on the big to, picture capacity yeah how to be a responsible state yeah in the modern international realm Yeah, you know, if you understand international dispute resolution, if you understand how to deal with a case, uh, you know, how do you deal with mediation before it blows up into it? Those things are kind of best practices that are going to stop those high profile embarrassments happening to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, a lot of times we are saying lawfare, which is lawfare, it's purely traceable to domestic bungling of a matter. And I think that's, that's also a key issue, na? Uh, realizing that not everything is uh, a s- world strategy by the Illuminati against you. Yes. Um, it is sometimes your own failures, yeah. right? Calling a spade a spade is, is an important thing. And, yeah. and it's not like we haven't had a history of incompetence, yeah. right? We have messed up many times. Yeah. I think that is a starting point, recognizing that Pakistan needs to fix itself in, in certain areas. And then from there, Yes, when something unfair or, or completely blatantly uh, 
مطلب وہی بات ہے کہ انکمپٹینس کی وجہ سے بھی ہوا ہے بٹ دین دوز چنکس ان یور آرمر ایز یو سیڈ آر آلسو اگریسولی ایکسپلائٹیڈ بائی ہاسٹائل کنٹریز ود اے میلیفائڈ انٹینشن سو دیر از این ایلیمنٹ آف ویپنائزیشن بٹ اٹس آلسو ٹائڈ ود وہ وین وی اسٹارٹ کاؤنٹرنگ دیٹ دیر نیڈس ٹو بی اے ریئلائزیشن کہ واٹ آر دا پرائورٹی ایریاز ٹو ورک ود ناٹ ایوری تھنگ از لا فیئر not every like for example i would not classify the arbitration decisions against us the arbitrary awards against as lawfare yeah because uh, i mean lawfare would seem more to be uh, you know an intention based that that you yeah. have the intent to take action against yeah. another state or you had a strategic plan to bring to, to change a narrative against a country and then you plug away at different sources like the disinformation lab for example yeah that is i would say lawfare ka ek you know stark manifestation absolutely there was there was you know malified wrong disinformation was used fake entities were created uh, they, they they were used to propagate fake information um, mainstream indian entities were utilized to yeah. propagate that further exactly. because the basis was one of these fake uh, and entities. and you utilize all international mechanisms at ecosoc and at the human rights council to build this narrative that pakistan is you know not only it's a state sponsor of terrorism but it's also not compliant with the rule of law it's also human rights violator it's also just a country which is just bad but all just, around just just for the viewers I, i think we need to explain this a little bit hmm. ecosoc or, or un you know be having the ability to speak at these you have to be accredited accredited by the by the uh, ecosoc committee now the ecosoc committee um, the indians are sitting there and the pakistanis are sitting there so it's very difficult for these entities uh to actually get registered pakistani or so what the indians did was knowing that pakistan wouldn't le- allow such an entity to get registered they looked at old defunct entities that had received ecosoc membership yeah right in Ingenious. the past and yeah. then they um, they had they were defunct they were they were dead they bought the names or they bought you know whatever the uh, the was and re uh, resurrected them resurrected them and utilize those to get access to the UN to malign Pakistan. For example, the International Canners Association, hmm. which was about 10 cans and protecting the rights of canners around the world. They were talking about Balochistan. Exactly. <laughs> and a number of other such, such entities. But I think the best thing that has happened, one, this was not a Pakistani initiative, right? This InfoLab was a complete third bo- uh, yeah. party. Secondly, it exposed a lot of the, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, how, how does one classify this? The, the depths to which certain state entities in the US uh, in in the UK in in India sorry mm-hmm. would go uh, to target Pakistan yeah. right and, and that that tells you the nature of the threat is real in that regard yeah. right ke yeah. wo uh, they have developed this capacity to de- put these pressure points these legal pressure points aur usko wo hamara our flank is completely exposed yeah right so iske bare mein hum hamara kya jawab hai are we doing it in a structured institutional manner for example it's very easy to go about matlab it's not easy at all mm-hmm. but if you were supposed to counter this there's one way to do political pressure and condemnation and ikhbar mein wo and events and press conferences but are we targeting these entities in a surgical fashion now mm-hmm. because they've violated many laws they've done domestic law jahan pe wo incorporate hue hain belgium wagaira mein unke unhone violations kiye hain potential defamation ki unhone ke so, so are you talking about counter lawfare here essentially counter lawfare if you want to call it that <laughs> okay yes. so so it's looking at these entities uh, some were registered in belgium some in the uk some here and there how would you go target them you would look at the domestic laws of those countries yeah 
यू लुक एट द डोमेस्टिक लॉज ऑफ दोज कंट्रीज सी वट देव बिन वायलेटेड उनकी जो यू नो द थिंग्स दैट देव सेड दैट देवर डूइंग इन दर कंपनी रजिस्ट्रेशन वगैरह द पर्पज़ वर कम्प्लीटली डिफरेंट टू दैट सो यू एन में इकोसॉक यू कॉल फॉर स्पेशल मीटिंग्स ऑन दिस एंड यू यू नो कैंसल देयर एक्रेडेशन स्टेटस यू आस फॉर रेक्टिफिकेशन ऑफ द रिकॉर्ड एच आर सी के अंदर यू टारगेट द स्पेसिफिक पार्लियामेंटेरियंस हु ब्रोक दर कोड ऑफ ई यू पार्लियामेंटेरियन जिन्होंने अपने कोड ऑफ कॉन्डक्ट की वायलेशन की बायू नो अफिलियटिंग दमसेल्व विद एंटिटीज विदाउट डूइंग द प्रॉपर ड्यू डेलीजेंस एंड मैनी अदर थिंग्स एज वेल पॉइंट इज इट हैज़ टू बी पार्ट ऑफ अ स्ट्रैटेजी लॉफेयर में अगर आपने इफ दर इज गोट बी एनी वैल्यू टू वट वे सेंग वट वे टाइम टू से आपने जब लॉफेयर या काउंटर लॉफेयर करना है यू हैव टू थिंक ऑफ द बिगर पिक्चर कि आपका ऑब्जेक्टिव क्या है एक कंट्री को डिसक्रेडिट करना अपनी रेपूटेशन को इन्हांस करना बचाना होराइजन स्कैन करना थ्रेट फॉर उसके मुताबिक योर चॉइसिस शुड रिस्पॉन्ड टू दैट विच आर इन अरेंट फैशन योर फॉरन ऑफिस शुड बी वर्किंग in tandem with your ministry of interior for mutual legal assistance and for spokespersonship or with your police from your criminal justice to your uh, foreign office everything has to be on the same loop yeah everyone has to be following a certain uh, perspective a certain jis tarah fatif ke case mein humne dekha hai ki jab objective hai gray list se hatna immediate outcome 9 or immediate outcome 7 or usko phir sare idare are they a common vision is there so they are able to come up with solutions which are domestic which are effective absolutely absolutely what is the bigger picture what are we trying to do uh, is cheez pe clarity chahiye uh, and then idare then one should not jump the gun then sometimes it's better not to immediately pursue matlab yahi baat hai ki agar aapne disinfo lab mein counter karna hai lawfare ye cheeze main to sirf i'm just saying it off you know off the cuff mm-hmm. if i was if we were supposed to do this seriously this is a serious consideration because a lot of your moves might not happen yeah. they might backfire they might dilute your perspective mm-hmm. so those are all the things to take take into account but the problem is this requires structured focused thinking absolutely so which entity is looking at this long term uh, i think now there will be there are some encouraging signs So well, thank you so much. I think we've had a a, a great discussion. I think um, you know a lot of the myths and uh, you know preconceived notions that people had about the concept of lawfare has been have been dispelled hopefully. Um thank you for joining me. Thanks. Thank you it was a pleasure.